morning. Welcome to the Crossing Church. How is everybody? Can y'all please join me in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll just anoint this worship today, Lord. I pray that you'll remove any distractions, Lord. We'll have a thank you, Lord, that we're able to be here to worship you and pray that everything will run smoothly. And Lord, we are just here to glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never before. Because you are living 
symbolizes the body that was broken for us. Scripture tells us that he took stripes upon his back. He was beaten, chastised for our iniquities. And by his stripes we are healed. If you're here today or joining with us and you need God's touch in your life, as you partake of this day, let it remind you of what he did for you his provision he has for you let's let's just pray over the bread today father thank you for your body that was broken thank you that you thought of us and that you gave your life for us that you took stripes on your back that we can be healed father we worship you and honor you today as we partake of this bread and remember the sacrifice you made in jesus name let's partake of the bread that washes our sins away that makes us pure if you look at the Old Testament the way that sins were forgiven was through a blood sacrifice that's how they could have connection to God but when Jesus came he fulfilled the law of the Old Testament and he then became the sacrifice for our sins and when we take this today it's announcing his death and remembering that he has forgiven us of our sins and we have connection to God because of his sacrifice Father thank you for this blood Thank you that the blood that you died on the cross for our sins, that we, as we partake today and remind ourselves that your blood washes us white as snow. Lord, I pray today that you would help us to remember this and find peace and strength knowing that you are with us, walking beside us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's partake of the cup. Of it, Lord, oh 
my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will see the goodness of God oh yes I will see the goodness of God Father thank you for continuing our series called Start. But if you're visiting with us, we want to say thank you for coming. Our heart, our passion is to know Jesus and to make him known. We think when you look at the word of God, you see the great commandment and the great commission. They are mandates for us to live and that's what we choose to live out. And so we're excited that you're joining with us here on that journey that we all follow and live in life. We're in this series called Start. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Genesis chapter six. We've been looking at the life of Noah. And today we will also be in Matthew chapter 25. So Genesis chapter six, Matthew chapter 25. If you would like to use the Bible app on your phone, if you have the Bible app, there's the events tab you can click on and you'll see the Crossing Church and all the notes are there for you today. But we've been in this series kind of dealing with this idea of how we start in life. Because the truth is, we all are full. We've had, we've, we, our lives are full of starts. We've had false starts, delayed starts, jump starts. And we've talked about several of them over the past few weeks. And the reality of it is, is starting is one of the hardest things to do, is it not? You know, I'm going to start this and maybe the next time, you know, that diet. I'm going to start that diet next time, that exercise. I'm going to start that at this next juncture. You know, I'm going to do that new job next time around. You know, we have all these ideas, these ventures that we have in life and we we want to start we want to do great but the truth is we get overwhelmed with it and oftentimes never accomplish the great things that God has for us because the truth is along the way there are pitfalls and we've been walking through several of the pitfalls and looking at the principles of God as we see through scripture how it applies to our life and how we can walk and live as a follower of Christ and find strength through his word We've been looking at the story of Noah. If you remember the story of Noah, with he was Noah and the ark, you know, and the flood that happened. Well, obviously there's the flood and he's famous for the ark, but we've been dealing primarily focusing in on his idea of when he was obedient to God. Because the truth is, in order for him to hear from God and to do this, he had to start building the ark. And that process alone is mind-boggling to think. 
As we've said over the past few weeks, just imagine if God told you to build a massive ark right in your front yard. How do you think that's going to go over? Probably not so well, is it? Especially with your neighbors or your spouse, depending on who you are. You know, you might not have a lot of support in that venture. And knowing that, understanding that, looking at that, we're saying, how did he push through? Because when we look at scripture, we see his account in verse 9. It says this, that this is the account of Noah and his family, that Noah was a righteous man and the only blameless people living on earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. So we can see that he had a character that was different from the world around him. He was following God, living a life in honor of God, just as we as followers of Christ are to live our lives in honor of God in today. And so the world at that time was very sinful. There was sexual immorality. There was violence, all types of of pressures around him and God had said I've had enough this is enough we're going to wipe this out we're starting over as a matter of fact man can no longer live in infinitely infinitely as they had before he said at this point man will have an end date of 120 years it's enough we've had enough we've got to start over there's got to be a reset but he saw Noah and said I'm going to start with him because he was blameless And we looked at that, we've been processing that, saying, man, can you imagine the obstacles and the pitfalls that must have come in his way? How did he overcome them? How did he start? Because we see in Genesis 6, 22, at the end of that story of Noah and the ark, we see that Noah did everything exactly as God commanded him. So knowing that he did that, we're saying, how did he do it? How did he overcome it? So we've been looking at the, uh, the acronym START and we've been giving each letter a, a, a different thought process of how we can start and the distractions that come our way and how we can make sure that we stay on task and accomplish all that God has for us. So the first week we looked at the S, which is to see yourself as God sees you. Understanding that, you know what? God sees you as special. You are his workmanship. The world may tell you otherwise. Your past may make you feel otherwise, but we believe and we see through scripture that you are created by God for a special purpose and plan the second level we see is the t which stands for trusting god not your doubts and this deals primarily with what we hear because there are always these outside voices that tell us that we're not good enough there's the dream crushers we called them and they try to tell us hey don't 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 even listen to god there's no way and you know noah must have felt that but we see that you know what that's not how god sees us nor what we should listen to because god sees us that way and he speaks life into us not death Last week, we looked at the A, which stands for align yourself to make a difference by being different. And this really primarily deals with direction and the principle of the path because alignment at its core, just as it will affect your car, it will affect your life. And you realize that, that as a follower of Christ, that alignment takes discipline. And in the discipline of a Christ follower is not to master anything, but instead to be mastered by God, by the spirit. And understanding that and knowing that saying, I've got to make sure that my priorities are in check and I am following Christ. So today we're looking at the R. And if you remember, we, we talked about last week, we kind of ended on how one degree can shift your, your direction differently. Today we're going to talk about the, remember the power of 1%. 
Just as last week, we kind of talked about, I'll give you an example, how you remember if you, you were to go 100, literally 100 feet and you were one degree off, that would put you five degrees off. You remember that? But then you talked, we talked about the moon. If you were in a rocket headed to the moon and you were one degree off, that would send you 4,169 miles off course. Literally two times, twice the diameter of the moon. Isn't that crazy? That one degree has the power to shift your direction one way or another. And just as it has the power to shift you in a negative light, it also has the power to enforce you positively. Think of it like this. One percent change has the power to make a hundred percent difference. Process that. One percent of change in your life has the power to literally make a hundred percent different because it's called the compound effect it's things that compound over time if you're into money and 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 economics it's the compound interest right you get it working for you not against you right you always want it working for you in your favor because things compound and they begin to build off of each other but the truth is when we are going to we're going to start something whatever it is in your life whether it be a new job whether it be a new career whether it be following God and his plan for you what happens we look at this this venture whatever it is in front of us and we're like I don't know if I can do this how do I do this this is too big for me and we become overwhelmed with the size of the goal overwhelmed with the size or the sacrifice that it will take and let's just be real we often quit and give up but many times before that you know what happens we look for shortcuts Anybody ever done that? There's got to be a better way. You know, I remember growing up, my papa, he would, um, when he would put something together, he felt like you could just look at the box and put it together. Directions were for down the road. Like if you can't get it, those that can't figure it out can pull out directions, right? And I can tell you, I've adopted that plan many times and how many of you know it just doesn't work for you, does it? There's a reason there are directions in there that tell you how to do it because you can put the whole thing together and realize, man, I I did that wrong and it has a cost you see oftentimes when we're looking at 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 shortcuts we don't recognize the cost have you ever been in your car driving down the road and you're stuck in traffic and gps tells you there's a shorter route come on how many you've been there right how many have taken that route without even looking without even questioning we take the route. Yeah, give me the shorter route because we're always wanting it faster. We always want to go quicker. So we're like, give me the shorter route. But you know what happens at that shortcut? We don't constitute the cost. We don't calculate the cost. We have no idea where they're taking us. It might be a rough part of town. It might be a place you don't want to go. But by George, it's shorter. So we're going there, right? I remember when we were driving to my parents and coming back, if you've ever had the pleasure of driving up 75 and 69, anybody had the pleasure of driving that road? I feel like for the last 25 years, they have been working on that road. And I'm not sure why, but it has never been fixed because there's always something they're fixing on that road. And I remember one time we were on our way back and there it is, GPS pops up and says, hey, there's a shorter route. There's traffic over here, construction. You want to take a shorter route. Well, naturally, absolutely, I want a shorter route. And I took the route. And I remember turning down this road going, this can't be right. You ever had that feeling? And you're driving down there. And, and the further I got into that road, I'm like, this cannot be right. You know, like, 
I'm pretty sure civilization does not exist here. As a matter of fact, that road that we were on no longer was a paved road. Anybody been there? You know, and it's, it's now a gravel road. And as I'm bumping along here and Mandy's saying, what are you doing? I'm like, it said it was a faster route. You know, like this is good, right? It's got to be good. And there's potholes. So you're, ju- you know, you're moving here, moving there. And you're thinking at, at some point, you're no longer concerned about the route. You're saying, God, just, just get me out of here alive. And then you're like, God, just don't let this ruin my car like if there's four-wheel drive involved we're in trouble right you've been there and so I'll never forget that as we got out of there and and absolutely I'm quite certain surely it saved me time right I will never know (laughs) because I bypassed everything that it said I was saving time on but at the end of the day there's a lesson there that sometimes we take shortcuts but we don't calculate the cost and we think that it's going to benefit us. But here's what you have to understand. Shortcuts are always short-sighted. Did you catch that? Shortcuts are always short-sighted. They're never looking at the long goal. They're looking at what can fix it now, what can help me now. And here's what you have to be careful of. They can distract you from getting where you need to go and from what God wants for your life. Because at that point, you're saying, let me do this easier. This is too big. I can't do this on my own. Because we don't remember the power of 1%. You ever heard how you eat an elephant? Right? One bite at a time. Some of you've heard that right. You look at the elephant and you're like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Although I've seen some people, I've wondered, they might could. But the truth is, There is no way, but if you do it one bite at a time, you begin to see, you know what? It's the power of 1%. It creates momentum. And you have to look at Noah here and go, you want me to build what? How big? How many animals? I mean, I can't help but think that Noah had to say, what what about some of, those animals aren't good animals. Like, you don't want those animals. Like, do I have to mess with that? I mean, but yet we see in Genesis 6, what does it say? Noah did, say this word with me. Noah did what? Everything. Noah did what? Everything that God, exactly as God commanded him to. Isn't that interesting? Everything. And when we, we look at that, we have to take a step back. How did he do that? I believe he understood the power of obedience in 1%. I, I'm not going to build this ark today, but I'm going to build it over time because I'm going to be at it every single day. And when we look at that, we process that, and we see that he did everything God commanded him to. How can we apply that to our lives? Because the truth is, if we're being honest and transparent, most of us look at things, especially in the kingdom of God, and say, well, I can't do that. I'll never be able to to sing on stage. I'll never be able to serve. That's not me. That's just not who I am. I want to be a spectator, not a participant. Because, I mean, God can't use me. And we begin to believe these lies. Remember that hearing thing? 
We listen to the voice of doubt. We begin to say, oh yeah, well, I'm not good enough. My, and we, we buy into this and we are not allowing ourselves to be used by God. It keeps us because instead of looking at the power of God and trusting in him and not our doubts, instead of seeing that we are special, instead of aligning ourselves to his word, we begin to look at the bigger picture and say, it's just not possible. But here's what I want to submit to you today, that as we've said before and we say again today, every single one of you have purpose every single one of you have a plan that God has for you he wants to use you but you're going to have to remember that you may not be able to accomplish it in one setting that this is life is a journey not a sprint you ever heard that you, you know you sprint it doesn't work for you too well you need that endurance and it comes through time in Matthew 25 we see a parable you may have heard before known as the parable of the talents or if you may have heard it as the parable of the three servants but in the parable of the talents Jesus is speaking to his followers and he he gives them this story he says hey let me let me explain something to you he said it's kind of the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated like a man who's going on a long journey and he begins to tell them this and he says and this man gives three different servants he gives one of them five bags of, of silver he gives to the second one, he gives them two bags of silver. And then to the third one, he gives them one bag of silver. He entrusts them with these talents. He entrusts them with these gifts to use them and do something with them. And if you heard the story, you know what begins to go on. The first two, you know what they did? They said, this is good. Thank you for this. My servant has, my master has entrusted this to me. So they went and literally doubled the profits. They took the, the, the bags of silver, the talents that was given them, and the one who had five made 10. Compounding interest. They made it work for them. The one who had two had four. They compounded interest. They doubled what they had. They took that and they put it to work. And what happened? It created growth. But then there was the one. You know what the one said? He said, I don't think about it. I don't want to do that. Because what happens if I lose the one? If I lose the one, he's going to be mad. He's a tough master. He's not going to like this. So he goes and buries it. And then the master comes back and the master responds. Let's look at his response first to the two that did well. In verse 21 in Matthew 25, this is a great story if you want to read when you go home and process it deeper. But in Matthew 25, 21, it says this. The master was full of praise. This is for the two who did it right. He said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Man, I don't know about you, but I like that. It's like, hey, did well. That a boy, that's a good, well done, good and faithful. You did well. Now, remember, Jesus is telling the story. He said, this is like the kingdom of heaven. So see how this translates. But then we see the one who did nothing, the one who buried it. And what happened? The master spoke to him too. Let's look what the master said in verse 29. He said, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But to those who do nothing, they will have little what little they have will be taken away. Ouch. He scolded him. He told him, you could have at least, literally, if you read it, he said, you could have put it in the bank and got interest, man. Like you could have done something with it. 
But instead, all you did was bury it and did nothing. And Jesus is applying this. He's saying, this is the kingdom of heaven. This is how this works. In other words, he's trying to get them to understand that in the kingdom of heaven, God expects growth. His expectation for you is to use the gifts and talents that God has given you for his benefit. Because here's what he knows. When you begin to serve others through Christ, you're going to find that you are tapping into even greater things in your life. Why? Because you recognize life's not about you. There's a bigger picture, a bigger purpose. And it begins to create fulfillment that cannot be found in the things of the world, but can only be found through God. So knowing that and understanding that, this is that illustrated example trying to help us better understand. So I want to give you four principles that can produce 1% growth that we can see from this passage that we're seeing that God is telling us that he expects growth in our lives. It's we have, how do we do it? We do it at 1%. But let's just be real. What does that mean? How do I do it at 1%? So I'm going to quickly give you four principles of 1% growth. The first one is this, adopt the everyday principle. That's profound, isn't it? What does everyday mean? Man, you guys are sharp, right? There, there's, I'm not tricking you, am I? Every day means what? One more time. Man, it's good. It's good, we're getting this. But how hard is that? John Maxwell has written over 71 books and sold over 20 million copies. You ever heard of him? Anybody heard of John Maxwell? He's a leadership guru, right? And I remember sitting in a conference and he was a Q&A and people were asking him, how have you done this? What's the secret? And I'll never forget it. I just, I literally, everybody fell out laughing. He said, are y'all ready for this? He said, get your pens out. Everybody's ready. You know, we're like, John Maxwell, he's fixing to impart wisdom on us, right? Everybody's ready and he says, Every day I read, every day I write, every day I ask questions. And he said, every day. And I remember sitting, everybody was sitting there like, okay. And he's like, now how often do you think I do that? He said, every day. He said, and here's where people get mixed up. They say, John, what about Christmas? He said, Every day. Oh, but John, on your birthday, he said, every day. But John, the days you don't feel well, those are days that you're going to take off. He said, every day. And the point being here is that it really is something you do every day. It becomes a part of who you are. So when we look at our lives and we look at this picture of following Christ and this idea of serving God with our gifts and talents and we're going, how am I supposed to do that? Are you ready for this? Every day. You submit your life to him. You don't listen to the outside voices. You see him as he sees you. You align yourself with his word and then you, you know what? Every day you begin to practice that. Proverbs 6, 6 through 9 says this. Take the lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. 
But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? Wow, isn't that something? Have you ever kicked an ant pile? I mean, you kick it and they spread everywhere, but what happens? You go back the next day, it's back. <laughs> you know, you're gonna have to do some, some pesticides, some treatment because th th they're not gonna give up. And that's the, that's the lesson we see. It's every single day. You eat the elephant 1%. You have change and development in your life by 1%, the power of 1%. The second principle I believe that helps produce growth is this, is bloom where you're planted. Bloom where you're planted. You are in where you are and you have the tools that you need to be everything that God has created you to be. Did you catch that? Everything you need is in your toolbox right now. It's not somewhere else. It's not another destination. It's not another place. It's not another job. It's not another school. It's not another community. Everything you have is what you need for right now. Why? Because God, scripture tells me, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And so knowing that, but what do we do? We look at the next thing. Oh, that, that looks better. Oh, that looks better. You know, we think that that next opportunity, that next thing is gonna be better because it's gotta be better. But the reality is you get there and you find out that it has its problems too. As a matter of fact, you find out real quickly that that place has the exact same problems. They just have a different name and a different face. You've been there? You're like, I thought that place was better. You have to learn to bloom where you're planted. God has commissioned you. He has blessed you. He has created you for greatness. But you're going to have to be able to be okay with where you are instead of trying to always be somewhere else. Because we all fall into this trap. That's why in Galatians 6, 4 through 5, it says, pay careful attention to your own work. For then you will get a satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone. For we are each responsible for who? For who? Our own conduct. We cannot compare because every time you compare, you lose because you always compare your weakness with their strength. You know, and you look at this, the one who did nothing, you know, here he is, he's like, hey, you know, I, I felt like I did good because I, I, was, I was safe with what you gave me. You know, I, I didn't mess up what you had. And Jesus is saying, the master's saying, you're missing the point. The point is not to be saved. The point is to be active and growing and developing. That's the kingdom of God. It expects growth in our life. The third principle for 1% is to make time work for me, not against me. Make time work for me, not against me. You see, when you look at that one who did nothing, he, he did what? He didn't use time well, did he? He hit it, he sat down, I'm good, I don't need this. But the other said, you know what? He's gone and while he's gone, while the master's gone, I'm gonna work. And I'm gonna make this time work for me. I'm gonna bloom where I'm planted. Do you see these principles? You see how this lays out? And what happened? They saw a reward, but the one who chose not to do anything missed out. Psalms 90, 12 tells us this, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow 
in wisdom. Let me tell you something. This might be earth shattering for some of you, but we're all busy, right? Everybody's busy. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna quiz you on this. How many hours does everybody have in a day? Wait, are you serious? I thought some of you have less than 24, right? I mean, because I've heard stories. I know you're busy and you're real busy. So some of you don't have a full 24, right? I mean, do you see these principles? They're not complex, but yet they're powerful because they show us that you have 24 hours a day. I have 24 hours a day. Everybody in this room does. It's not about how much time you have. It's about how you spend your time. And so you have to learn to make time work for you, not against you. Now, I'm gonna tell you right now, I am the chief of procrastinators. Been that way my whole life. You know, I, I understand. I've always in college, I was the guy that said, man, if you wait to the end, the juices are flowing and you'll have a really good paper, right? Ain't true. But I thought that, you know, that was my rationale. Mandy was the one that would be in the library for three weeks prior to the paper, right? But it's the process of understanding time and making it work for me, not against me. Only you can do that. And the last one is this. Recognize that accountability propels, not punishes me. Let that sink in one more time. Recognize that accountability propels, not punishes me. Let's just be honest. We don't like accountability, but yet we recognize it's needed in our life to help produce growth. We've all been there. If you've ever hired a personal trainer, if you've ever done that, let me help you. You did not hire someone for knowledge. You paid someone to make you work. You paid someone to feel accountable. And the worst part is, is when you paid them and didn't show up. That was rough, huh? Because now you're punishing yourself. But the truth is we've all done it. We live in an age of knowledge. You want to know how to do something? Google it, right? You could, you could become your own personal trainer. But you know why we pay them? Tell me what, I'm, what to do. How do I make me do this? We pay for accountability, the truth is, this is something we have to have in our life. As much as we hate it, it's a necessary component for growth. And here's what you have to understand. You will all be accountable to someone either now or later. You don't escape accountability. And so understanding that, that's why God puts us around others. That's where Proverbs 27, 17 says that as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And so knowing that and understanding that, I just wanted to give you these four principles that you could help apply to your life. So you wouldn't just look at this and say, okay, as we established that power of 1%, God has a plan for your life. He desires to use you. He wants to use you. He's given you tools and abilities within your own gifts and talents that you may not even believe you have and you may not even know. But here's my challenge to you. Use them. See yourself as God sees you. Trust in God, not your doubts. Don't listen to the outside voices. Align yourself with his word. And remember the power of 1%. 
And as you do that, you know what happens? It's gonna create movement in your life and allow you to begin to push past that starting block, that false start, that jump start, that delayed start. It's gonna give you what you need to move forward. Next week, we have a dream team event. We have created an event for you to serve. Why? Because serving isn't about serving the church, it's about serving the Lord and being utilizing the gifts and talents that God has for you. And so here's my challenge to you. I want each of you to come next week. We're gonna have an event afterwards, we'll have food. Food's always good, right? We like food, we're gonna hang out, we're gonna fellowship, we're gonna have time together, enjoy that time. And we're gonna talk about how can we as a body serve the kingdom of God and serve each other? Because that's ultimately what it's all about. And here's what I know. At the end of the day, who's gonna feel blessed the most? The church or you? You. You know why? Because you're utilizing the gifts that God's given you and you're realizing that you have purpose and that God wants great things to come from you because he created you for this time. So here's what I've done. I put a a QR code and I want them to put them up right now. If you would, go ahead and put that up. Everybody take out your phone. And we're gonna, we're gonna do this. Now, you, this is not something we're gonna complete today. This is just so you'll have it. But let's, if you would, scan that QR code and it's gonna take you to a website, okay? Have you all scanned it? Now, some of you may have already done this before. Some of you maybe not have. Maybe, this may be brand new to you. But here's my challenge to you. Even if you've done a gifts test before, Go ahead on your time and complete this. They're gonna ask you a series of questions. And the questions are gonna be sometimes repetitive. And you're gonna be like, oh, I don't know. And they are those kind of questions of, hey, you know, on a scale of one to 10, you know, tell me how you feel, Don. How do you feel, you know? But here's the point behind it, okay? Here's what I want you to do. Take this test. It will not take long. I've done it. My kids, we, we did one day, we all sat down and we're laughing at each other. What is yours? No way. You know, we were all having a good, a fun time with it. Take this quick test. Why? Because all this does, it's not some major science. It's just, a, think of it as a reference point to help you understand and see, because here's what I know. Are you ready for this? Everybody look up for a moment. I know we're all in the gifts test now. Some of you think you have no gifts. Some of you think that you're not gifted to do anything. And here's what I want you to know. That's a lie. And when you take this simple little test, you're gonna say, huh, no way. And you're gonna see that God has things planned for you. And so next week, we're gonna come back, we're gonna have a great time, and you're gonna be able to say, Hey, here's my gifts test. I don't even know what this means, right? But we wanna help you with that. We wanna walk with you in that and say, here's some areas it could help. So you're gonna have a, this is a little test. You're gonna have it, a little homework. We're gonna come back next week and we're gonna talk about that after service. Enjoy our time together, fellowship. But then we're also going to look at that and say, how can we use the gifts that God has given us? Amen? I want you to close your eyes and reflect on that this morning. If you're here today, and maybe God's speaking that to your heart, saying, hey, 
it's time you step up. It's time you begin to move forward and serve me and follow me and use the talents I've given you. Because here's what I know. If you don't use them, we just read it, you lose them. If you don't use the gifts and talents that God's given you, you lose them. But remember, serving isn't about a destination, it's about an attitude. Saying, Lord, I'm just willing to serve you wherever you have, whatever you have for me. I'm gonna bloom where I'm planted. And if you're here today, my challenge to you is this week, begin to believe in yourself and believe that God has created you for a purpose. But we never close the service today without giving you a chance to respond to knowing Jesus as your savior. And if you're here today and maybe you've accepted him at one point or maybe you don't know who he is, but as we were talking today, you felt this tug in your heart. Something was moving in your heart. And you're like, what is that? And that's the Holy Spirit who is beginning to speak to you and reveal himself to you. And if you're here today and you do not know Christ and you want to accept him as your savior, how we do that is in Romans chapter 10, it tells us to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you're saved. Confession is a simple prayer that we ask God to forgive us of our sins, but the belief is how we begin to choose to live out. And if that's you today and you're saying, hey, I want to accept him, or maybe you have accepted him, but today you want to rededicate your life to him. If that's you today, I want to give you that opportunity with no one looking around. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to call you out. We're going to pray with you right where you're sitting. We're going to all join together in a prayer. But if that's you today, you want to accept Christ as your savior, or maybe you want to rededicate your life with him with no one looking around, would you just make eye contact with me? I want to pray with you right where you're sitting. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else here today? You're saying, hey, I want to commit my life or rededicate today. I just want to make sure that I'm good. Things are right. Anybody else? Let's pray today. As we said earlier, we're going to pray a prayer of confession together as a body, but it's the belief. It's choosing to live out that next step. I'm gonna ask that we all join together, if you would today, to not single anyone out. But let's all join in this prayer. And if that was you, or maybe you didn't even respond, but God's speaking to your heart. As you pray, you make this prayer yours. God will hear you. But let's all join together right now and repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died for me and rose again for me. And now today, I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says all of heaven's rejoicing. Would you rejoice with them? <clears throat> Now's the next step. I wanna encourage you. Pastor Mandy will talk a little bit more about it, but we're already, we're beginning this process. We told you about come to the table. We've already got a couple in and we're, we're sending out some emails. If, you, if you've signed up, you should receive something this week. But in the, on the connect card in just a moment, there's a place that says, come to the table. It's an opportunity. What does that mean? It's simply saying it's a, it's a discipleship process where we want to help you get 
somebody with you, whether it's a spiritual coach, you can find somebody that we want to sign somebody with you just to walk with you. Because this is difficult. And this is for all of us, even if you, not just those that just responded. If you're not actively growing, let me just help you. You're shrinking. Growth is not automatic. It is a process. And so if you're saying, hey, and let's just say, hey, man, I, I, I'm doing well. I have an active relationship with the Lord. Well, great. What's the next step? How are you living it out evangelistically? How can you be involved through leadership? How could you start mentoring, making disciples? Because it's not just about knowing Jesus, is it? It's making him known. So I want to encourage you, if you've not done that, Sign that up. We're going to, like I said, emails are going out this week and we're going to get that process. We got a couple already kind of just trickling in as we're getting it started. So if you have not, get involved in that because we want to connect with you and walk with you so we can utilize these gifts, utilize these talents for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Good morning. Well, since we have our phones out already, just keep them out for a second. Go ahead and uh, there's going to be another QR code and you can scan this QR code and this is going to take you straight to our connect card. Um, if you are currently volunteering, I would love for you to fill this out today. If you are interested in volunteering, which hopefully this is going to apply to every single person in the room, that you will fill out the connect card and I would like for you to scroll down where it says I would like more information about volunteering now you may already be volunteering in an area but I would like for you to go ahead and check that anyway we have a link that we would like um, to send out this week to everyone and um, this is just a questionnaire a volunteer like informational questionnaire and it's just to um, get you you know back on the records for volunteering it's also going to um, help us know some of your favorite things so that we can do a better job of celebrating our volunteers so we want everyone to participate in this today to scan this QR code I know if you were at our um, our kids meeting that we did a few weeks ago our nursery and um, pre-k meeting you probably already filled that out but if you weren't able to make it or if you're um, gonna sign up for something a different area if you'll scan this that would be awesome if you don't have time to fill it out today that's totally fine we're gonna get you next Sunday um, after church as well but let's go ahead this morning and uh, if you are a first-time guest this is a great place for you to fill out a connect card either here in person or online um, and then we would love to uh, get you involved as well and get you connected in to the crossing uh, but let's go ahead this morning we're gonna pray we're gonna take up our offering today uh, you can do this in a variety of ways um, you can do that by giving here in person uh, you, there's a bucket on the back that you can put your offering in um, you can go to the church center app or you can text any amount to 84321 or if you prefer to mail in uh, your offering you can do that at P.O. Box 428 let's pray this morning and let's thank God for his faithfulness in our lives and um, as we give whether it be this week or next um, and just to return that back to him let's do that today Jesus we thank you for being able to give offering we thank you um, for your promises in your word and God we just want to give um, 
from everything that you've blessed us with, we want to give back to you today. We want to give back so that your kingdom uh, can be reached, your kingdom can be spread all over this world, and people can be reached all over this world and in our communities. We love you and we praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, there is a lot going on. So if you are not getting the Staying Connected email, you can also sign up for that on that Connect card. Put down that you want to be receiving that. Um, but hang with me for just a second because, like I said, lots coming up. Um, so like we were talking about, we do have our volunteer event. It's going to be immediately following service next week. It is going to be so much fun. We haven't done one of these in a while, and so I'm super excited about this. Um, stay. We will have lunch provided for you, so everybody's got to eat lunch at some point, so we might as well just stay here and eat it. And then we're going to have some really fun, interactive uh, things that we're going to do um, as teams, and uh, then we'll be able to have just a, a brief training of what it's all about to be part of the dream team here at the crossing we are excited about this launch and getting things up and going and so we want everybody to be a part of this next week all right so also coming up we are very excited about this um we are going to be partnering with a crisis pregnancy center in frisco and this crisis pregnancy center we've we've met with the leadership of the pregnancy center and they are doing an incredible work in this it's not just doesn't just service frisco it services little elm it services the colony um, they pull from many places and so girls and um and, and men are able to go there and receive care receive help receive free ultrasounds um, they are doing an incredible incredible work and we believe here at the crossing um, of the life that's inside of those women and we believe in it is our job as the church to support women who are going through difficult times and and being jesus to women and men who maybe don't know the lord they they've not grown up with jesus um maybe being the foundation of their life so we want to help this pregnancy care center so this is just a very simple way that we can be involved um over this next month we are going to have uh, a diapers and wipes drive so very simple um we can just pick up a box of diapers um some wipes and we're going to have a basket out in the foyer and you just drop it off there and then at the end of the month whatever has been collected we will deliver to the uh, care center they're always also needing volunteers so if you have any time available and they stress that they really needed men volunteers a lot of um, women come and, and help out but they love to have men godly men to be able to come in and mentor these guys who maybe have never had a father figure in their lives so if you are interested in that let us know but we're excited about this new partnership excited about being able to help and love others so don't forget over the next month we'll be reminding you um, to bring in those wipes and diapers and we'll get that uh, taken over to the care center so, fantasy football draft, everybody's favorite time of the year. Oh, wow. Yay. <laughs> All right. So, that is going to be August 28th, following service. Bring a snack to share. We've got a lot of uh, fun stuff coming up here in the next couple of weeks. So, definitely want everybody to be a part of that. Um, and uh, you can see Jordan for more information about that. And then, this is the last thing. Well, 
next to last thing. <laughs> we have connect groups starting back up. We have two different connect groups you can be a part of. Uh, we have a ladies connect group starting up on um, Friday nights, one Friday night a month. And then we also have uh, connect groups happening every other week starting September 4th. So we want everybody to plan on being a part of something. Connect somewhere so that we can be a part of the, the body of the crossing, which is a part of the body of Christ. And then last but not least, sorry, took a while. Um, we have youth starting back up tonight. So we want all of our teenagers to come out tonight. We're going to be starting at 6 o'clock. It will be from 6 to 7.30. And uh, we're excited. It's going to be incredible. And uh, we just want you to make it a priority of being here on a weekly basis. And uh, we're just excited for what God is going to do and what He has planned for our students. All right. That was a lot, but um, I'm done. So you guys have a fantastic week this week. And hopefully we're going to see some of you tonight. And uh, definitely uh, we'll see you back next Sunday. Have a good one.